We live. What? What is up, Caffeine's Cat friends? My name is Perk. This is the Caffeine's Cast. Uh, this is our host, Will Produces. My hands are on the wrong side. He's over there. He's over on that side. It's always a guess. Um, this is our weekly podcast. For those of you who don't know and you found your way onto this video or live stream, we are a Destiny clan. We've been playing together since the game's alpha. Um, and we've been friends and uh, clanmates ever since. Uh, on the podcast, we talk mostly about Destiny, as well as some other gaming-related stuff, some kind of other gaming culture-related shenanigans and different things like that. So, Will, you are the host for us tonight. We got some coffee. Um, we're doing things. Why don't you, Dink, Clank. lead us into it? Let's get into it. Absolutely. This week uh, on the docket, a little light on the uh, Destiny front. Um, I think uh, I I wanted to just shout out um, the cold brew that I've been brewing myself this last week. Thank you for the uh, the uh, compliment. Very freeze pop as well in the apartment. The move is finally coming to a close. We still got some stuff to do here, um, but uh, it's been great. I promised Perk I'd show show him the uh, Takea infuser oh, okay. from a little okay. three quarter. Um, but like that's it. sort of the uh, the mantra of being a caffeined. Um, drinking coffee at oh. 7 p.m. every Thursday night right here at twitch.tv slash caffeine. It is. Um, cool. So this week, Sony and uh, and Microsoft had oh. some huge and that's big, big, big things. Um, so they did some stuff. I I just kind of want to jump right into that uh, because sure. like we have we have the Schwab. We can talk about that later or now. But uh, to be honest, let's just give the people what they want. We're just talking about uh, PlayStation 5 what? and the Xbox One Series X and the Xbox One Series S. Uh, yeah. Perk, where do you want to start with this one? So I want to start, let's just, let's, you know, long story short, let's start in 2017 um, when I first predicted that uh, Microsoft was not going to, like, wow anybody and they're not going to take over a fan base. There's no, at that point, I'm like, this company is not interested anymore in going after exclusives or different things like that, that kind of made up most of what like the prior, you know, uh, console wars had been about. And I started seeing where they were going to go. And I'm like, I-, I think I see this. I think I see this when game pass came up and different things like that. Um, it's been awesome for those of you who haven't, uh, game pass is a service that Microsoft sells. It is a couple of different varieties in, in packaging. I think right now for the PC version, it's $5 a month. I think it's going to go up to $10. Um, and then there's like a $10 and like a $15 a month like deal, essentially. Uh, think of it as Netflix for gaming. And uh, what I was like last console generation, we're pretty much all Sony based just because I play a lot of fighting games and we play Destiny. It's like our my for me, that's my main thing playing with everybody. Um, so seeing Xbox kind of be the, the, the dark horse in this whole thing. There you go. Will's got that graphic up. Um, I saw that as an, uh, the thing they offered you, you know, for a dollar, come try this out. And that's kind of when it began. Uh, and, and, and by begin, I mean Microsoft realizing that they don't exactly have that same, the territory for a console war doesn't have to just be in one lane like it had been um, with with who has the better exclusives and stuff like that. It can be fought on multiple fronts. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of articles from uh, from news outlets literally saying 
the console wars are kind of over because this is breaking into some new territory. So from 2017, I believe, is when Game Pass started, and it's been building steam. It's been getting better and better and better um, over the past couple of years. And uh, I mean, I've personally kind of moved away from console gaming, and I, I mostly do everything uh, on PC, as I'm sure a lot of you guys know from, from seeing our streams and stuff. But the thing is, is that despite really not playing the Xbox so much, there is a lot of crossover now that Game Pass is available on PC. And to go back to the statement that I was making about uh, being the Netflix of games, what it means and what the service actually is, is for that monthly fee, you just download the games that are available. And much like Netflix, things rotate out after a couple of months or year, like whatever it is. I've seen a few games that have been on there for quite a while. Um, but essentially, for as long as those games are available on Game Pass, and they tell you long before things cycle out, so you have a chance to play through. Um, you get to download them onto your Xbox or your, you know, your computer, and you just get to play those games as if there's a disc in your disc drive or if you purchase them um, from the store. And uh, that is honestly insane. So bringing that long story back around, uh, I think Microsoft now has a, a bundle where you can literally pay $35 a month and get the entire version of Game Pass all together and you're paying for a console you're paying for the new xbox i think it's 25 for the uh the slim xbox and i think it's or uh 50 or, yeah 25 for the slim xbox 35 for the series x the big one um so now they're bundling all these services together they've got ea game pass uh or ea pass or access sorry as part of game pass and you've got this whole new image of what a console war can kind of be and that's xbox right i think we, we also there. we should talk about one more feature that we've forgotten about here sure, um sure. and I, i'm going to bring up this graphic just once again so right now you can get xbox game pass for 10 bucks a month and it's sort of like pc or console or you get yeah. ultimate for 15 but one important feature is that microsoft has adopted this sort of play anywhere mentality on pretty much all of its games they have like smart delivery i think it's called where you buy a game on pc you get an xbox vice versa but they're also doing uh project x cloud which is uh on android yeah. phones only right now you can just play a game that you own or through game pass play games through game pass on an android yeah. phone or I, i'm pretty sure it's uh from from a, a browser as well so it's like it's doing what stadia wanted to do um in a much better package because also bundled in this you get xbox live um which is just like xbox live really to me is the like the number one like gaming subscription to play online compared to psn you do get more like i'm not sure who gives more to be honest but i know that just does by a mile like i i know for for a fact that like just name recognition xbox live is the thing right um yep so uh, we have ninetale fox what's up ninetale uh in chat asking uh what happens if you keep it out uh, if you want to keep it after you leave game pass uh or uh, if, i'm you not sure it. if he's talking about a game or the the, the xbox i'm pretty like, console itself you own it or it's, you pay it off over the course of two years so i think you mm-hmm. have an option to buy out if you want to leave game pass um, but if not, after the end of two years, you are you basically own the console and you can just continue paying for Game Pass at the ten or fifteen dollar mark, whichever one you just you decide to keep. And um, so, yeah, this yeah is that's huge. what I was saying. Yeah, like Xbox definitely gives you more. And this is from somebody who paid for 
PlayStation Plus forever uh, since we were playing Destiny on it for, you know, was it like three years, four years, essentially? Um, so, yeah, like in, in looking back on it, you know, I'm like, OK, Xbox does kind of give you a lot. And I think part of that is, is because they are the underdog in the situation, right? Like, right. Whenever you whenever you see one of these big companies kind of being the 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 behind guy, they have an opportunity to go, hey, we're going to burn some money here and we're going to kind of make these deals seem insane. Um, and I think one of the more interesting things about it is that Microsoft has the capital and um, I, I love seeing whenever developers talk to uh, content creators or, you know, or journalists or whatever. And Phil Spencer from Xbox, uh, shout out to him. Dude is just like shows up and was like, hey, this is what we got. This is what we're doing. Uh, and he's even said, he's like, Microsoft basically uncapped us. Like they uncapped our frame rate, so to speak. And they were just like, you could do whatever you want at Xbox. Go out there and try to make some money and <laughs> win some people back. Um, so it's been interesting. But anyway. Um, the Xbox is, is a, is a great service. So, and I honestly can't talk enough about it. Uh, especially even just from somebody that like just plays on a PC. Like there's been so many games where I'm like, I get to play this in a hundred and 44 Hertz or uncapped frame rate and just enjoy this. And like, whereas if I played it on, you know, on an Xbox on a TV, you get a, you know, lessened experience because I have like the Xbox S or whatever. Um, but you still get the cross save and everything like that. Like I can start a game over here, you know, take it over to the couch and, and keep playing and stuff like that. So there's a lot of versatility. So you got that as one of the, as one side of this console war. On the other side, you have PlayStation who just was hidden and elusive all summer and spring and summer long with their pricing and what the console was going to be, you know, how it was going to work. Is it backwards compatible? Is it forwards compatible? Uh, accessories and the whole nine, which I, I definitely want to talk about uh, the accessories and how each of them breaks down. But uh, the other kind of big talking point on this, uh, this topic is uh, they just announced 400 bucks discless digital only 500 bucks for the disc version so that brings the question to you will i want to hear what you think about this mm -hmm. for microsoft their cheap versions 300 bucks and 500 bucks the 300 version does play games at a little bit of a lower power right and that console is small like i don't right. know if you have a, that queued up that thing is tiny they had it next to like a controller as i just slam it nice controller like the whole thing was not even much like bigger than this and like this is a decent you know size control look at that thing it's like it's basically like two stacked on top of each other yeah the i also little that's i like that sort of so xbox seems to retain the the same controller they i'm not do, sure if I they, love. like great this is kind of perfection here in my opinion xbox think, controller seems so. to be to me perfect Sony, I think, is still iterating, um, and you don't need to. Uh, you really don't. I think uh, the most they got a cool thing with that with that that haptic triggered system, but that's yeah one thing. Uh, and then that's over awesome. here is the the fridge, the uh, four ninety nine one. I think if you look at the specs, you're still like sure you're not getting like four K at sixty frames per second on a Series S. But you're getting 2K. On an X, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, for the for the X, you are getting 4K right. at whatever frame rate the games are able to run on. Um, but you're, you're still getting 2K, though, and you're still yes. getting 60. Yes, and um, so, so for $200 less on right. the Slim, 
and you're getting a tiny console and you can break that out in a payment plan that is a yes. subscription service yes you can so um yeah go ahead, go ahead so i look at like i am pretty wary of digital only media um i think it's a little iffy to me um you know, it, the one of the way the best ways to sort of protest the the weird gaming um, companies that you don't like, like whether if they have business practices that you don't like, for example, or if they support a cause that you're against, the best way to play the game you want to play and not support that company is to buy the game used. And I, it's yeah. it's this weird 2020 irony that we're like. Oh wait, no. We have to hold on to our GameStop. So we have to hold on to our our uh, like our shops that enable us to buy used games to like make ethical yeah. games purchases. But uh, yeah. that's where we are. And to me, buying this with buying either system without disc drive is really not what I want to do because I don't want to put like I don't want to put any of like my like means behind moving the industry in a way it, towards in a way where I don't actually own the things that I buy. Right? I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, uh, I think that like we see the comparisons between the Sony lineup and the Xbox lineup all the time. Xbox is notoriously like it has tried to catch up to Sony in its exclusives for the, in the Xbox One generation. Didn't really do that. Um, and I think it's going like with this more quantity and accessibility approach that will actually pay off um, because it's not just for... like It's allowing an ecosystem to exist alongside the Xbox uh, and integrating the Xbox into like a PC gaming system, like ecosystem where Sony is not doing that with, with its, um, with its ecosystem. And, yeah. and it's sad because I really want to play the next God of War and I really want to play the next Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's going to be a while before I'm going to be able to do that. For sure. And dark souls for me, um, for me, for those of you who don't know the FGC in my name uh, stands for fighting game community. Um, long before the coronavirus, I was going to events every couple months. In the before uh, times. In the before times, before the dark <laughs> times, before the empire. Um, playing, you know, in IRL with people. I would throw my arcade stick in a bag and, uh, you know, kind of take a little road trip with some buddies just for, uh, you know, a day or for the weekend or something like that. Uh, or even weekly. You know, I had a, a nice local that I would visit. And um, that's something that sort of evaporated pretty quickly or or at least is on ice um so but long way of saying that that's where playstation is for me fighting games and it was the origin of where we started playing destiny because it was only available on the consoles when the the game first came out so uh, for me playstation is hard hard coded into me where i'm like i always need to have one you know despite my pc um and you know maybe my switch for a little bit being the, the places that i play games on most likely uh the playstation is still a I've still got to have an arcade stick for this thing. This is still the tournament version of for fighting games. And there's always tiny little bits of, of differences. And if you're competing, you know, you're paying to, you know, go play, whether it be, you know, a local or whatever you want to, you want to do your best. You want to play on the tournament version. Um, Cause with games, you can always, you know, there's always room for a little bit of difference. Um, but anyway, I agree with you completely. It's kind of like we're Sony is very much in this weird place of, Hey, 
it's still 2010 to us and you need to buy our box to play all of our games which honestly is you know you that's think about it back then you're like of course but you think about it now and you're like eh. that's a mindset that's been in like in the gaming uh like the console game manufacturers like the the platforms from the rip right like yeah from Nintendo Entertainment System versus Sega versus Atari, there have always been yep. console exclusives. And there have always been comparisons of versions of games between the consoles. Yep. Um, and, like, to be honest, Microsoft leaving that is sort of this weird, like, Buddhist enlightenment, like, Siddhartha leaving, like, finding the river and sitting yeah. down by it. And it's just like, you know what? I'm happy here. Like, because... It's great. Like, That's why they they're ingratiating themselves with their actual user base. Whereas, like, yeah, like we look back at the past few years of like, why don't we have cross play across consoles? Well, Sony yeah. has been the one that's been uh, doing stuff like has been stopping that. Uh, like, we just got cross save on Destiny. When you think about it, dude, like, the fact that this thing this is my this is my arcade stick. The fact that I can take this this is for uh, the Xbox One. Uh, and I, I have a universal one that works on like PlayStation as well. The fact that I can take this and not need to buy anything else, and I can go and plug that into the new Xbox that's coming out, and presumably, I mean, like, who knows how many other Xboxes in the future will be compatible with that? I love that for people that have, you know, controllers, sound docks, and you know, you can take your your regular controllers. You don't have to buy all new shit, you know, accessory wise to go into the console. They're starting to think more like in tune with how the pc gamers think about stuff because mm -hmm. we've got stuff you know you could you could use anything on a pc like it doesn't it doesn't even matter even for stuff that's the ps slash two ports you could still plug that in a lot of motherboards have those like if you want if you have those old like ibm keyboards and stuff like there's a big market for stuff like that or like you know flight sticks and things i know people love that retro stuff nothing goes out of you know out of uh what's the word for it non-backwards compatible i guess on pc you've got everything i could play i have dos versions of games that they're rewrapped through good old games that they put out Man, on the I marketplace wish. that you can play dude it's like you know and, and so for me after loving console games forever and that being kind of the place to play you know for certain stuff and then pc games were always like rts playing age of empires and you know doom and stuff like that and the starcraft brood war um, starcraft yeah, yeah, yeah i know i know i know there's there's a lot of that but uh, you know that's what i'm saying like there's there's it had its own niche and stuff like that right. right so when you think about it now and you're like all right console gaming is starting to kind of catch up and think with the way that like a pc gamer would think because they're going hey i don't really see a reason there's there's no the port's not changing you know for for for, for this like it's just an input device it is you know it's the board assimilation of xbox into the into pc gaming basically like yeah like and for all the shit for forever yeah for all the shit that the series x gets for being kind of big that's still smaller than a pc and can put out 4k tiny. like yeah. and for Dude, like, that thing is tiny i love when they and that's the another big thing too i'm, I'm sorry to cut you off but it got me so excited when i watched there was a video that microsoft put out uh with a with a content creator they basically had their whole cooling system dismantled and they're like hey here's how it cools itself like it like pulls air in and like pulls it out of the top and shit like that like they they were like we did this we kind of engineered this thing we wanted it to be small we didn't want it to just be a 
do you looking thing that hangs do you remember the uh the loading screen for the original xbox with the green goo do i know it i bought a remake a remaster of the duke controller the big fat mumbo jumbo controller uh i literally bought it because i I, it was like for (laughs) banana hands (laughs) but i was like i love that controller and in the jewel the jewel that's in the middle that little x that they had i'm dude this 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 is dead ass that jewel is a screen on the new duke and every time you press it, it works as the guide button. It plays the little GIF loop of that loading screen. Okay. It was tight. All I want in my life is for the exhaust to come out of the Xbox Series X as green floaty you. <laughs> like, like, they would need some sort of like liquid in there that like or just like put a lava lamp go. attachment on top and like let me fake <laughs> it. Um be cool uh, there is something else that i do want to talk about along these lines so yeah. microsoft went first had their huge conference announced that like crazy change in pricing model um mm-hmm. sony goes next and they have to respond like everyone like wanted to know what the price of the the, the playstation was so we knew we were going to get that got some crazy announcements like final fantasy 16 which we're going to talk about in, in a second but also there was something called playstation plus collection which i saw as like a direct uh response to uh games pass because sony doesn't have this they sort of just give you a free game every month and it's it's it like if you're going to get a big title it's probably like around a year or two old um i think it's more analogous to, to nintendo's but go ahead yeah uh so you you playstation plus collection on the ps5 is essentially just uh it's not a streaming service it is just a collection of games from playstation 4 that are forward compatible with playstation 5 that you can download on launch we have no idea if it's an add-on to playstation plus or if it's just like you get it but it's it's it doesn't bridge the gap. It is not the same library. It's not the same, like it is not to the same tier. But like when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is this is a half-assed attempt of, of <laughs> like coming it's at a Games response. Pass. Yeah, it's reactionary. It's a response that that was not something. Sony is a lot of things, and but what they are not is a company that wants to give more than they have to. Uh, mm. in, in this in this era, and that's indicative with the way that the market runs, uh, the way that the uh, the online store works, right? The PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, whatever, or no, it's Plus because Now is a different thing. Now is the streaming service for PS3 games. PlayStation Plus, dude, like I think the best game that they gave there was a couple of good games. They gave the Nathan Drake collection at some point, and they gave Bloodborne. Um, that's really like it in terms of their AAA's. For something like the Xbox Game Pass, dude, like I, I that's what re made me think of Elder Scrolls Online because it was on there and I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Um, right. that's how we're getting like a lot of new players in a Destiny, yeah, Destiny is going to be on there. Like, literally, Destiny is going to be on Game Pass, the full thing, like all everything that's there, minus the seasons, day one, 4K, 60 FPS, you know, bring your characters over, all that shit. Um, and on top of that, at the for, end of the year, it's cross play. Right, right. Um, on top of that, you've got your perennials that are never coming off Game Pass, which is Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo 5, uh, Halo Wars are on there. Uh, all the Gears games, all their first party stuff is day and date, day number one, launched the title as retail 
and on Game Pass. But so if you have Game Pass, you do not like you don't need it. I don't own. I'm a huge Halo fan. I never bought the PC version of Master Chief Collection because whenever we decide to play it and we get into it, I just subscribe to Game Pass and it's there. It's, you don't need it. I mean, you don't I, need it. I I bought it. Um, but it's fine. I just think it's cool that you don't have to. Games yeah. Game Pass. The only thing it's missing, and it will not be complete until it is there. Every Halo novel in audiobook form. <laughs> oh, That's the equivalent of like your ten hour like YouTube videos. You're Dude, like, I've been falling now. asleep listening to the Dune audiobook. Bro. That's cool. That's the Dune really audiobook cool. on, on Audible um is amazing to listen to, even if you're not trying to fall asleep because they're actually like acting. Um, okay. All right. And I'm about to get into uh, that. Especially leading up to this. It's twenty one hours. Uh, twenty one hours, dude. 21 hours (laughs) joy no that's that's awesome though Um, but yeah so so anyway to go to the question that i have what do you think about a 299 xbox being slightly lower powered not the full pushing the full 4k 60 or 120 or whatever it is push it a little bit less much more comparable to a pc in that way where there's two distinct builds um what do you think about a 299 a 300 xbox that's digital only that's pushing a little bit less power. And then a $400 PlayStation, that's the exact same thing as the $500. The only notable difference is it's just a disk drive. Do you get any hard drive space with it? Uh, is the $500, does you get more hard drive space? I'm gonna pull uh, it up. I'm gonna young James. But, but what do you think about that? Like in principle, Microsoft was like, hey, we're gonna drop a little bit of the power down. We're gonna make this 300 bucks at launch like that hasn't happened in a while a new a next-gen console at launch how does it how does that feel how does that work compared to playstation being like it's four or five hundred dollars it's the same shit it's whether or not you want a disc drive or not maybe maybe some more storage um so just in general off the off the theory like i i kind of prefer a slimmed down xbox like it's it's far more accessible like four, like three ninety nine is still like, okay. it's still big. Uh, it's still a huge my, purchase. It is. It it definitely is. My my thought on it is, why are you charging us a hundred dollars to to maintain physical? That feels weird. That that feels like unnecessary. Like I feel like they're. I feel like like they could have really slayed it, and it was just would have just been like, hey, there's a five hundred dollar for everything. You know, digital only is like three fifty. Only it is about three fifty. I think it would have done a little bit better, honestly, because I'm looking at the four hundred dollar one. Where for the fighting community, for tournament organizers, whenever things get back to normal, I'm thinking like the way that they've done it is they generally purchase the games digitally on an account, and they log into that account. So they have everything available for all the setups. You're talking about you know twenty something setups, you know per or and easily. Per yeah. game, and you got multiple games going on in a venue. So I figure I've got the the I've got the facts here. Yeah, uh, it's just a hundred bucks for a disc drive, dude, which is crazy upmarked. Like, it's there's no there's no storage change whatsoever. There's no none whatsoever. Speed change. There's it nothing. has. They both have an eight hundred twenty five gigabyte SSD. Okay, that's shitty. Sorry, that's that's whack that that is the difference is that and the one the digital one is slimmered by like a little bit and lighter 
and it takes 10 watts less power. That's just really weird, to be honest with you. It seems, yeah. Um, that, that, again, with Sony, like a lot of their stuff seems reactionary. Uh, I think they the early leaks about Microsoft coming out with a slim console, maybe, maybe if I, I don't know, I'm not a I'm not in you you're know, not a doctor industry, so I'm not a doctor, so I could be off. But it just it just seems really weird to me. I don't know. That's like, yeah, this is uh, well. Here's the thing: we also have to like uh, balance into this the fact that we will we've always gotten further editions of the Playstations as you go into their lifespan. Yeah. There was a PS4 yeah. Slim, and there was a PS4 Pro. Um, of course. I think so. I have always tend to tended to buy the console generations at the beginning. I'm gonna lay back this time. I, I would too. Like, yeah. I oh, I think I'm gonna wait till like the like halfway point of of these consoles because I can wait to play God of War. I can wait to play like like realistically what I'm going to wait to play Final Fantasy 16 because I'm gonna play it on, on PC. Dude, if, if Final Fantasy even comes out at launch, like the Square it's, Enix, it's has not. A tendency, it won't. Square Enix has a tendency to be like, "Hey, this game's coming out," and like we were supposed to get Final Fantasy uh, Seven versus uh, Thirteen. Remember that game that turned out to be Fifteen? <laughs> like, like their 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 time save. That's why people are like, "I'm gonna play Final Fantasy and Dark Souls." It's like you're gonna play Dark Souls because Final Fantasy is not coming out within that launch window. Yeah, I, I'll I'll eat a shoe if Final Fantasy. Did you did you watch that trailer? I did. That, that was the first clip you... that I saw of it. I wasn't watching the. Uh, you could play it absolutely. Hey, would you um, like to watch it again? <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't watching the uh, the. I didn't watch the entire conference because I was I was working on something. But uh, I saw this come up in my newsfeed and I was like, hold up, a high fantasy Final Fantasy back again? Give me this. Like I, I'm a long-time fan of Final Fantasy IX. Shiva's That's my favorite. Dominant. It's always been my favorite. And um, only I did the like the the like How era stuff Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so and this combat, they're actually uh, one thing I noticed too is the someone that worked and did the combat for Devil May Cry right, is the doing the combat for this. Because I was I, the first thing I thought of was, I was like, it's like Final Fantasy May Cry. So the first frame is a campfire, and I was like, oh, this is this is fucking Dark Souls. And then a chocobo shows up, and I'm like, oh, this is not Dark Souls. <laughs> like it's not the, the Square uh, Enix logo didn't give it away. Also, well, yeah, well, yeah, but it was like that's a really brutal death we just saw. Um, for a Final Fantasy game, this is heavy. yeah. Honestly, it. it I'm about this so much. But here's my question for you: Where do you draw the high fantasy line for Final Fantasy? Because like, so twelve and nine had airships. Like twelve and six, Magitek. Uh, this yeah. part of the trailer is like, oh, heavy Witcher vibes? Love it. Dude, the, the color, just the color of that shot. Look at that shot, like it being like with grays and green hues. Right. Marvel, Marvel fight. Um, this looks like, there looks like there's a lot of shifts to it just in terms of its like nature. Final Fantasy has generally been a, a bright and kind of like colorful, without the big wall telling, you know, a, you know, a deep story and stuff. The summons and stuff, like, or like, the, what are they called in this? Icons. Icons. Looks. Which is the story, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm so into that. The more yeah. Final Fantasy you can play, like Devil May Cry, the more I will spend playing it. Um, I did enjoy Final Fantasy 15's combat really and stuff like that, but this is 
this thematically is so much more uh, of my own. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm watching this one. Blood splatter. Like, this, this is it's, it's very Game of shit, Thrones, dude. dude. Um, very heavy shit. So I think for like that high fantasy, they're still going to flirt the line, but it looks like they're introducing... They've always had a really cool, like, lore and, like, relationship with, like, these chickens that they're riding around on, basically. And, you know, there's always crystals and stuff like that. So it's always, like, this, very This shot here, very Kojima to me. Very <laughs> Kojima with, like, the, yeah. the flare on the eyes and stuff like that. And, like, the big, like, characters, you know, reacting to what's going on and stuff. And this I, is, like, uh, Shin Godzilla fucking yeah. Attack on Titan. So you're, um, are we going to get to be that character? Or are we going to stomp no. around and destroy shit? Is he just a character that we're looking after? Like, a from lot what, of, from what I gather, uh, these uh, elemental forces are the icons, right? So, like, Shiva is fighting against uh, Titan, is fighting against Ifrit. But Phoenix is has chosen this little kid. Who is being sheltered by his parents in the beginning of this trailer? And you have to, and your character, or who I assume is the protagonist, because it's not like there's no one that just like has protagonist hair in this. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, like, no. There is. There is. There is like, no clear protagonist hair. There's like. Yeah. So I the, like the guy who I assume is the protagonist, and, and even this logo shows Phoenix fighting Ifrit. I, I believe that it's um, uh, we're gonna see a fight over like who represents the element or whatever, or yeah. like an end to the crystals controlling whatever this world is within Final Fantasy uh, 15. Uh, I friggin' love it, dude. I so um. I'm getting heavy Breath of the Wild vibes, not in any mechanical things, but in, like, this actually might be at the end of whatever Final Fantasy multiverse there is, you know? Yeah. Like, where they're just, like, el the elements and the crystals have raged over time, and people are just like, we need to survive, it's time to be done with them. Um, There's no end. They'll just reset the world. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. So, Yoshi P from like Final it. Fantasy XIV is leading yeah, this dude. project. Huge, dude. huge fan of that guy the dude brought final fantasy 14 back from the brink reset it realm truly reborn did. um truly did one yeah. of the, the things in my life that i'm happy that i was wrong about was final fantasy 14 because even when i tried it after realm reborn i was like oh there's so much reading but honestly like i've had so much fun with that game over time and uh cool yeah big big fan yoshi p is a good dude uh and I, just uh... that the amount of stuff in that game is great yeah, um, dude, I watched a three-part documentary about Final Fantasy XIV yeah. and how they basically wiped it and brought it back. I thought it was just the coolest idea. Was to, you know, they're like, hi, our game sucks. What do we do? Uh, let's destroy the world as part of the lore and then relaunch it with another game. Like, right. Okay, that is, that's some, those are some things that only Square Enix can do or, or other big, uh, you know, big, big uh, studios. So I'm super down for it. I think they needed that extra energy of announcing Final Fantasy XVI. Because uh, that was a big want, and this is the first uh, thing we saw that, on that on that day. This is the yeah. first thing you saw out of the Sony thing, but it also yeah. started with the hey. By the way, also this is coming out on PC, uh, so that's thank you where I'm going to play it. That's all. <laughs> that li literally like all I wanted. I was watching it, thinking, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'll buy a box whenever this comes out. Like I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be forced into it. So like, you know, we could do that, but loved that it was uh loved that it was available on pc as well yeah um so uh they retracted that statement i thought it was they retracted that for other games they did not retract it for final fantasy 15 
Okay. It's, um, so it's it's gonna be it probably won't be at launch. They probably we'll want to have a console. We'll see. Launch with it. But also, yeah, like, look at Final Fantasy 15. It took a year. Yeah. But they put a Steam edition out, and um, fucking you can play as as Noctis wearing the HEV suit from Half Life. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Like there there isn't a release date now for the PC edition. We'll see it. I don't think yeah, like that. Like I, I will just call my shot right now, and we can fucking roll it back in a year or two when Love they release that it. shit. Um, because if if Square can't keep Final Fantasy VII remake on the PlayStation environment, there's no way they're keeping sixteen. That's not yeah. seven. Like yeah, um, no, I completely, completely, completely agree. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm with you too though. Like I'm not. I had no interest in getting a PlayStation Five at launch. Uh, I know that there's been lots of talk of production issues on it and stuff. Uh, I'm the kind of person where whenever I get a new console, I'm generally like bored. Anyway, there's that excitement of like, ah, it's a new console. Mm-hmm. But like the only console that's launched with a game that I really sunk myself into is the Switch with Zelda. You're right. Um, every other console kind of just like when the PS4 came out, I played Warframe and like some indie games. And I was like, cool, this is dope. Uh, and then just kind of waited for stuff to come out so i i'm personally just in that mindset of i'm gonna get them whenever there is a you know a a, a killer app so to speak to go with that older term for uh, right. for gaming i need something huge to kind of just sell me to make me pull that trigger on the button and like you're saying too like there's going to be revisions on the hardware there's going to be changes there's going to be you know lots of different stuff price drops um we'll see you know what what when that when it comes to that i'm honestly just more interested in the service side of things from what the consoles can bring right um, which which is kind of what highlights the xbox as a a kind of a new entry into what uh console gaming can bring so so uh, i've got two thoughts here um one about Final Fantasy. I think actually in seeing this, like I was just l- thinking through all the Final Fantasies I've played, which is nearly all of them, but not all of them completely. Mm-hmm. This might be the first high, like high fantasy, like no sci-fi Final Fantasy that's ever existed. Because even one and two had time travel from fucking Gilgamesh. Like nine didn't really have. They had airships. Uh, they had airships were operated. Airships were um, powered by the mist. The mist was like this, like element. That airships was on the is where I draw the line. No, no, no. <laughs> like no, no, no. Like the mist. I'm talking Bruh. like I'm talking about Lord of the Rings style. Like if you're gonna fly, yeah. it's on an eagle. <laughs> um, uh, the this mist. Might, this might be. Oh, this might be just the, the most. This might be the most fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. I, I I will agree. It, it looks like it, but it also looks like it's kind of like that. Like like there's a lot of slick like jacket designs and stuff like that the way that they kind of sheath their swords like on their back and yeah stuff but like it's that. not it's, it's cool. not like giorgio armani like all black everything and it's not zippers and belts so oh happy. i <laughs> like let's please come back to reference our podcast episode 13 for when there is a character that is just belts like um was it lulu <laughs> yeah lulu from 10? 10 just when lulu shows belts. up in, in 16 you can ah yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it. We're um, do so second thought here, um, just over the course of all that's been revealed, which mm-hmm. game to you looks next gen? Because to me, I only can really point to one. And it wasn't 16, by the way. Um, that's 
that's hard because next gen, I think this console generation is going to be less about what texture fidelity and like light rays and God rays. I think it's going to be more about what the game can handle and what the game can offer you and what, mm -hmm. what minimizations of things that we've had to stick out, like loading, loading uh, screens like they had it for in there was a lot of games where you're kind of you're doing a task, you know, but they're hiding a loading screen in it. I think we're going to get away from games needing to be designed and paced around that stuff. So, but I mean, to answer the question, what looks visually uh, the most next gen? For me, from what I've seen, honestly, it would, I guess it would be Final Fantasy, just because the game's combat looks good. But I mean, even then, like, I'm it not, I'm not, I'm not talking scream next gen. Right. I'm not talking like purely visuals. I'm talking about in the gameplay that you've seen. Which is a, what is the game that says that is like this cannot be played on a PlayStation Four? I honestly don't have any. Realistically, I nothing that I have seen from the announcements seems like something that wouldn't run on a version of the consoles that we have today. The only reason that I could see it not running is just uh, the, the the hardware not being able to push that many polygons, and then that, that wraps back around to the the whole paradigm of it, where it's like, no, it's 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 literally just pushing visuals. So nothing, nothing strikes me, nothing. So to me, like, I think the the new Spider-Man game, uh, the bridge it's literally scene. A, it's a PS4 game though. It's running the same engine. But it's when you're looking, at, here's here's my justification. Okay. Like the amount of things that that character is doing in rain with all of like with the amount of just particles you're seeing plus enemies on screen that have what looks like really complex ai and the ability to seem like seamlessly flow between all those things it's either an incredibly well-built system or that is like that is where, we're, where we are going to see like next gen happen it's in the in what you can do as a player on the console as opposed to what the graphics look like like you can do more stuff and that stuff still looks good um and that's that's the the only thing that i've seen that sort of struck me as like oh shit this is this is this is the next gen thing i think you you kind of had it in there for me what i'm going to pick at is that it's an incredibly well-built system i i don't think anything in the new spider-man game is groundbreaking i i i understand like people love the game uh, i think it's a cool game but in terms of like is this next gen no it is very much very much is current gen uh, it's just an upscaled, you know, engine with it. And I think they're probably going to be able to get maybe some more characters, some more AI. So it's going to feel that way. Um, but this this leap in uh, onboard storage is going to be something that's going to take developers a little while maybe to kind of get the most out of. You know what I mean? So that, what do you that's, mean? Is it... That's the way that I look at it. I, I think optimizing their game and building the game around not having loading screens and being able to jump from game to game, save right. states, all that stuff is going to be something that I think it's, you know, going to be built around. Because if you think about it, like in, in the old ways, like go back to the old Final Fantasies on PlayStation with a memory card. Uh, the game was built that like, whatever you do between save points could be lost and you save and you end your game. That doesn't apply anymore. That world, that RPG setback, hold back, whatever, whatever you will from it, isn't really a thing anymore um you could do whatever now you could literally not even just save like the game is just passively when was the last time you had a game that you went and was like i'm gonna save it to this file 
this is my backup file. Probably for me when I played Kingdom Hearts, like the remakes. Games just save themselves now. So I, I think that in their design ethos and the way that you get into a game and that you load in and play it, is we're going to see games that either keep the action and just keep the adrenaline going nonstop, or we're going to see some other shift that we have, you know, that I can't even think of because I'm not equipped to be a developer. I'm just a, a person that plays them. But um, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, I just personally haven't, I have not had that wow moment where I'm like, oh my God, next gen is here. Like I didn't, I, I've, I just haven't had that yet. I haven't seen that. So I'd like to, I'd like to. Um, Final Fantasy is the closest thing that's that's made me excited. I'll say, for sure. Yep, and I'm excited to play it on PC when it eventually comes there. Um, I know. So there, to play Final Fantasy. There, there was actually there was actually more um, more announced today that came out. Um, really? Not for PlayStation or for Microsoft, but for the Switch. Monster Hunter. Rise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it got announced. This is solely for me and not anything for Perk. Well, you you played yeah. uh you played World a little bit on on Game Pass, right? I there isn't a game out there. There are some games where I can play them. I'm like, okay, these you know these games aren't for me. I know they have their fan bases and everything. There is no other game franchise that I can think of that I want to love more than Monster Hunter that I absolutely hate. I've never right. felt that way about right. games where I'm like, this seems, this has everything that I want. Let me love you. And I'm like, all these other things, I'm just like, Gah! why are you like this? Um, that's that's You're me just with not Hunter. about slaying them dragons, dude. I, but that's, uh, I am. That's Listen, the problem that yeah, I have. I'm gotta, about that. You got to take that, that big cool. ass great sword. And man, I, you know what I'm not looking forward to is that, that fucking, that. um, Mila Jokovic, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, Monster Hunter film is still coming out. But that's not is here that nor there. Really? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming to the Switch in like a month. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to play the shit out of it. And if you guys are uh, going to play it too, let us know in chat or uh, jump into our Discord because I need some friends to play with. Uh, let's talk about NVIDIA though. The 3000 seri series launched. Um, guys, it launched way too early both the playstation and the nvidia 3000 series went live with pre-orders before they were stated to and sold out immediately so people so, are angry people are mad uh yeah what what do you think of this man um i from what i've understood the nvidia the founders editions didn't even actually go for sale like literally they were set at like 601 a.m to just take over from uh not available for pre-order to out of stock so I don't know if they have them or if like there was some massive conspiracy of bots buying them or something like that. Um, but I've seen a ton of kind of flack on the internet about that. Um, I personally, I want to get a 3080. I have a 1080 Ti right now. Um, I wanted to get a 3080, and I but I wasn't going to buy them right now. I was going to wait and see what third party options were. You know how they iterate them on them and stuff like that. There's always um, there's always some interesting tech that kind of gets like added you know for cooling and different stuff like that so i i just am here with the popcorn like kind of watching and see right. what goes on um but that seemed whack the playstation going for sale they're like oh it will be available for pre-order starting tomorrow and it's just like available like on some stores you know what else did that like that i'm like what you know you what, what else did that the dreamcast <laughs> remember they announced <laughs> the dreamcast and by the way it's live now 
and oh no one God. bought it because they're like uh it's also crazy expensive um, i remember being on lunch break from work and having to like reroute my car from going back to work from getting lunch to being like i have to pre-order the super nintendo mini because i heard <laughs> that they went live like i saw a text and i was like let's go like because i knew I <laughs> like online it wasn't that serious but i definitely made a k-turn to, to go around to go to a game shop and then wait in line to then have to buy a bundle that i was forced into because gamestop does that shit where they're like we ran out of the regular ones but we still have the one where you can pay us another hundred dollars for peripherals that you're not going to use um so but it gives it, it's very reminiscent of uh of that of the demand for it but it, the interesting thing is the demand for it a lot of people were looking for that playstation a lot of people were looking for those 3000 series cards that's um, what uh did like, you get one did anybody from the clan get one i know peter was looking to try to grab one i, I don't know who else was i don't know launch. to be honest i don't think i know anyone well i know people who were looking for it but I mean, i'm sending this out like for, for like the yeah, nvidia 3000 series method. like i have a 2080 ti like i just kind of upgraded to it i'm mm, good yeah. i'm gonna wait for the 4000s <laughs> like i'll see you the next wave yeah and for the, like for like, like i said for playstation 5 and and the xbox if i'm gonna get a console i'm gonna do the 35 dollars subscription thing for xbox or like just wait until halfway through the the um the I, cycle i agree yeah i i agree i mean honestly i've i picked up the 1080 ti mine came bundled with destiny 2 when we switched over i was like oh cool you know what? I've been wanting a reason to upgrade. It got me a copy. Um, so that was that ended up being. Was that your alt? That was no. That was Barry Freeze Pop's copy. Um, shout out to Barry she, Freeze Pop. So she, shout out to Barry Freeze Pop. Um, so she had that one, uh, and I had already pre-ordered like the Super Steam Edition or whatever. Or uh, no, it was before Steam, the Battle.net one. Um, but anyway, long, getting away from it. Uh, I have a 1080 Ti. I have a 2K monitor at, running at 1440p. It's at 144 hertz uh it runs great when i stream from it when i play destiny um all kinds of stuff so i don't i'm not in any rush i just it's new hardware and it's you know i at least wanted to skip the 20 series because i there was no reason for uh for me to do that but kind of whack that they did that but the only other thing the only little caveat that i saw is that nvidia was apparently going after people who are potentially bots to try to like basically cancel their orders that's um, good and then free up some yeah so good yeah. job nvidia for that if Wait, that's really let's get what's those on, uh, I, let's I get those know. cards out of the hands of the bitcoin miners and into the people the yeah mine, or even just bitcoin. even just yeah even just resellers like no one should need to pay 1200 dollars for a 700 gpu like that's ridiculous like that's these aren't jordans like um even doing it for that dude i i don't that I'm, whole reselling market yeah. blows my mind like if you don't want it just let somebody else buy it uh, that's me thinking too highly of people. I think I think we we've gone through the general uh, gaming news of this show because it's been a light week on, a week on Destiny. So most perk your ears up. We're we're moving back. Yes. To the Cosmodrome, and by Cosmodrome I mean the Twab. Uh, patch notes. Yeah. So guys, this week at Bungie, what do we got? We got a customizable ghost thing. Um, so I'll read this to you. You can react. Here we go. Customizable ghosts. A guardian's ghost is their most trusted ally and is tasked with keeping them in the fight. 
Your ghost isn't just in charge of bringing you back from the brink, it also comes with some perks and a wide range of cool looks to choose from. We have some changes planned for your floaty friends and asked designer Mina Jasinski to tell us what about what her team is doing to improve how you customize your ghost. For Mina, ghosts have always been important partners to our guardians in the Destiny universe, but they haven't received any meaningful updates in quite some time. Reader's note, if you'll remember, back in D1, they actually affected your gear score. They no longer do that. Uh, thank fuck. Um, uh, anyway, to allow ghosts to truly shine as the that. useful and interesting com uh, companions we want them to be, we decided it was time to give them a bit of an overhaul on Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Ghosts have received a system update which shares some functionality to what was done with some armor in Shadowkeep. Here's a brief outline of what to expect. Ghost Gels will now have energy levels and access to mods with various energy costs instead of being preloaded with specific perks. This treatment has been applied to all ghosts outside of the generalist shell, so you can use your favorite ghost shells regardless of tier. All selection of mods will be available on all ghost shelves by default, while the remaining ones will be obtainable by various gameplay sources. Information on where to find these mods can be learned from collections. Ghost yeah. mods will be obtained from gameplay reward loops and will not be purchasable from Eververse. Ghosts now have four mod slots, three are unlocked by default, and the fourth is unlocked by masterworking in the ghost shell. One of our goals with this update was to separate visuals from functionality. Thank you. We wanted Thanks. any ghost shell to be viable and still have access to highly useful mods, regardless of tier or source. You'll be able to collect your favorite ghost shell based on appearance without any detriment to your experience. Uh, whether you purchase a ghost shell from Eververse, earn it from the newest raid, or pull an old... Oh, remember... Raid ghost is promised here. Pull an old favorite out okay. of collections. Your ghost okay. will have access to all the same mods across your account. From there, you can increase your energy levels on your favorite ghost shells and set them up. Uh, so each of them up with different mod combinations of your choosing. Uh, just checking in here. Uh, how are we going to upgrade them? Are we going to have to spend cores? Those are uh, crucial uh, currencies. Uh, if it's this, uh, if it's the ascended cores, even that's kind of worse. As mentioned above, ghosts will now have access to a total of four mod slots, each with their own unique mod selection. There will be an experience mod slot, a tracking mod slot, an economic mod slot, and an activity mod slot, the last of which is unlocked when the ghost is masterworked at 10 energy. You'll be able to mix and match mods from these categories however you like with respect to energy limits. Mod slots each have a selection of mods that can be combined to fit your playstyle. For example, a crucible focused player who wants to grind out materials and earn XP towards their seasonal reward track might choose Guiding Light, Meager Glimmer Booster, and Lesser Core Harvest for Crucible. There are a variety of combinations that can be set up on different ghosts to suit whatever goals you might be chasing at the time. For those wondering what ha will happen to the old ghost purse, most have been brought forward are largely unchanged as the default unlocked mods. In some cases, such as the destination-specific material or cash trackers, uh, those mods have been transformed into globally effective, non-destination-specific versions of themselves for better utility. Energy costs for those mods now reflect the increased flexibility and the mods must be earned from various vendor engrams. Kill Tracker and Leviathan boss kill perks will remain intrinsic only on their specific ghost shells. Even with these changes, you'll still be able to build the most uh, most of the popular exotic perk combinations that were available previously, such as Guiding Light and Treasure Hunter, along with a plethora of new combinations. Um, I thought that said chiropractic shell. I'm not going to lie. When that first showed up <laughs> on screen, I read it really quick, and I was like, what the hell is the chiropractic shell? Um, this is, That's cool. Uh, good. Finally um that's that's a good step in the right direction i think the mod system i think they're onto something i'd like to see a little bit more flexible it it overall it feels rigid 
Mm -hmm. um but good like that's that's what we wanted we wanted a way to use whatever shell we want um honestly i think the better way to do it was but i mean i guess they're giving you more to chase uh they should have just made the the shell the ghost the shell of the ghost itself just a little tennis ball your base ghost and then or you know just like the plain shell from d1 and then just get new shells as ornaments but i mean whatever however they wanted to do it is fine it's it's better uh you know it's better than what it was so i'm i'm totally okay with it i'm, I'm good to go for that um thumbs up is really all i can say about it there's there's not <laughs> you're roger you're roger eberting <laughs> over here thumbs yeah, up i mean yeah it's it's good it doesn't suck anymore that, that's the and... thing with some stuff in destiny we're just I don't like to be part of the the group that over celebrates when things just stop sucking. You know what I mean? When they innovate and bring something else, that's that's kind of where I'm like, yes, good, good. But when things cease to suck, I'm like, good, okay, thank you. One, uh, some other notes. Uh, honoring a friend next week, we have a tribute going live in game to honor one of our dear friends at Vicarious Visions who passed away last year, Matt Helsom. Oh. The weekly reset will include a director message that will send you to Mars for a short quest to honor Mr. Helsom. He worked closely cool. with the teams of both Bungie and VV on various projects during our partnership, and we wanted to memorialize his contributions in the Destiny universe. We wish all of his friends, family, and everyone he impacted during his life the very best. Thank you to everyone in the community who joins us and remembering this warm soul. So, guys, cool. Vicarious cool. Visions um, was one of the Activision uh, satellite studios that helped yep. uh, Bungie get Warmind Big and time. Curse of Osiris out. Um, they Big were pretty time. much 100% behind Warmind. Uh, they yeah. brought a lot to the game. Um, so, rest in peace, Mr. Matt Helsom. Um, yeah, I'm good, hoping... Good company. They've yeah. done a lot of games and stuff, too. Just Honestly, even, even reach outside of Destiny. They're, they're an upstate New York uh, uh, company, they? too. It's, it's kind of an, an oddity uh, to see games outside uh, being coast. made outside on like here on the East Coast. I think Rockstar has a Rockstar. New York office, but um, outside of that, King and Activision have an office that I used to work out of that no one makes games in. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, sad loss here, but uh, he will be remembered. That's cool to the Joe I like stuff like I like seeing stuff like that. So uh, then finally, we're going to wrap up with some, some patch notes. Tuesday, September 22nd uh, is All the right. day that Game Pass gets Destiny 2. Um, you will not get Forsaken earlier. or Shadowkeep until 10 a.m. PDT, which is when the hotfix goes live two hours after they drop the actual game. Um, cool. So everything up to Shadowkeep will be live that day. Um so there's also when they will bring down the game. For, uh, to reference this, guys, just go ahead and check out the TWAB at Bungie.net. Uh, and they also have a list of known issues, which is uh, apparently Hawthorne cannot give you your weekly yeah. bounties anymore because we have got we've one. we've reached the point in the uh, the season uh, where next week would have been should have would have been beyond light. Yeah. Uh, so. Now we're at the waiting game point. We're trying to figure out how these extensions have happened, obviously. Yeah. The story has been extended a lot. And now we're seeing this bug, which is that Hawthorne no longer has a weekly challenge for you to do. Uh, and they found that they could fix this. However, in doing so, every clan would lose their earned ranks, which means us caffeine to lose out all of our ranks you guys who are not part of our clan would lose your ranks i, I don't think that's a good uh, like i would rather keep the ranks 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it actually gives you more loot and like better chances at, at getting stuff for, for more members and things like that. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, but Moose, we're, we're with you. Give us Beyond Light. Honestly, that's <laughs> that's a big thing for us. Um, so with the patch notes, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us in because I'm really excited about this. One of the last things that we're gonna talk about today is uh, raid challenges. Uh, I know for a lot of you, you've seen us on streams playing some different games and stuff, some non non Destiny types uh, stuff. Uh, just kind of giving ourselves a break uh, because we are gonna go into Beyond Light really, really fucking hard. Uh, so in taking a break for that, probably around mid-October, you're going to see us stream um, some raid challenges. Um, there's always a meta that evolves around with, uh, you know, up with Destiny of, uh, uh, you know, the, the go-to loadouts and different things like that that can just absolutely just shred um, raid bosses. But what we're going to do in preparation for shooting for our 24-hour uh, new raid completion once Beyond Light drops, we're going to start to do some weird shit um we're gonna go into raids <laughs> with like blue weapons oh, and God. we're gonna do loadouts where things like you know one only one copy of an exotic can be in the whole fire team like if we're gonna have a whisper of the worm one person's gonna be our our whisper user one person's gonna have that xenophage and it'll probably be me and not patrick but um Amen. different uh, different things like that um we're gonna be uh trying to do so definitely <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. That's going to be so fun because, and the, the reason that we're doing that, the logic is that we, you know, we we're feeling ourselves. We we have a lot of raid completions, and we've taken a lot of people through raids, um, and you know, it, multi multi raid, uh, you know, sherpas and stuff like that. So one of the hardest things that you could do is jump into a brand new raid, because uh, you know, normally you're underpowered a little bit that first week. Uh, you're in a brand new raid experience, so we can't give ourselves a brand new raid experience. But we can simulate being underpowered, um, which is why we're going to try to do some uh, some raid challenges and different things like that, just to uh, just to uh, make it difficult for ourselves and to make us uh, miserable. Not gonna lie, when you said we're gonna do some weird shit, I thought you were quoting Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy Two. <laughs> I guess the power to make shit. Um, I'm gonna make some weird shit. That's a great line. Uh, I think along these lines, guys, if you are looking for people to play with, join our Discord. Even if you've got a clan of your own and you want to join in on this wackiness, you guys want to just hang out with the crew. You know, we stream literally almost every day. Literally almost every day. Literally. Um, come on down to the Discord, as Flabeetle says. He's truly ready uh, for you. Uh, you use exclamation point Discord in the chat to uh, to join us. We're going to be uh, really hoping to, to just play with more people. Um, play yeah. with you guys. Whether or not you join us is up to you. We would love to have you. Um, but we just want to like get this stuff happening with you the viewers so uh come on down to the discord hang out with us we'll be playing destiny uh we'll have moose grinding pvp all day every day uh the way that she makes her minecraft uh villagers grind for her mm. um yeah um other than that uh, some some brief announcements normally we do clan affairs here and we have a member of the week we're gonna table that until beyond light comes out we're <laughs> mostly with the just astonished face um so uh 
we're we're gonna be pushing to uh, to increase our numbers as caffeines, and when we get to a, a suitable place with that, uh, as Beyond Light drops, as we do these raid challenges, we'll be featuring more of you guys, less of our core uh, streaming group. We want to bring your stories to light um, and highlight you guys because we love you. Um, that set coming up on the stream, uh, we have some. Oh, I think I'm next as always when I'm here. It's like, oh, it's me next Saturday. Um, not it's sure. It's your boy. Will produces. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing this Saturday. Uh, we'll see if it's Guild Wars or if it's Destiny. Um, then let me, let me let me fill everybody in on the Saturday stream real quick. I don't want to. You're not going to get off that easy. Like that's not that's not how we're doing this. So so here's what's going to go on Saturday. Ready? Will's going to start the stream about an hour past where he drinks it, like starting, which is like 10 a.m. So it's going to probably start at 11. Uh, I always start at, at most five minutes that, past 10. That like high level. You are never there to watch it. Well, that's the thing. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get that. <laughs> so what's going to happen is you're going to start it up at like 11. You're going to going to see who's on. Patrick's going to join you. Moose is going to be like roll out of bed, like straight into trials because some like the gun or the helmet or something like that's going to be available. You're going to go into that. You're going to get mad because less people are in the trials queue because we're in the later part of the season. You're going to go into Guild Wars. You're going to start to a bunch of stuff. I'm going to hop online around like 1230. I'm going to be like, let's do some trials. Um, and then we're going to have to recalibrate, do something. Something's inevitably going to happen. You're going to have to restart the stream once. Um, and then we're going to play like two cards of trials, kind of get a little bit frustrated and then just have to go leave and do something else. In my defense, I wasn't the only one frustrated. That map was ass this week. <laughs> that map was trash. That map um, was trash. I like Exodus Blue, but I hated it for trials that week. Yes. Alex is correct. I'm going to show you the delicious bread that I've made. Uh, and there will be audio issues as tradition. I think, like, if anything, I've learned from my mistakes. And I'll just start yeah. with Guild Wars. <laughs> and and then get... For an hour. Yeah. That, uh, solid strat as well. Lucky joke, but that happened last Saturday. Um, there is no thunderstorms today. There's normally a storm every single time. And like, you know what that means. Click stop streaming. Wrap it up. So, yeah. Enough talk about me. Sunday fun day. Not sure what Peter and Jared have lined up this week. Um I do. All right. Enlighten us. So Caring Pig, hashed, uh, a.k.a. Ixlock's wife, is going to be joining for some Fall Guys to kick it off. And then uh, we're finally, we're bringing the boys back for the duo. They're going to go into Warzone. Peter's going to throw up. Jared's going to find some turtles. There's going to be a lot of salt. That's what I heard. I'm honestly ready for Jared to be yelling at Peter to be like, why weren't you here? And Peter's going to be like, you guys move so fast. I can't keep up. Um, so yeah, that's me shot calling what's going to go down for Sunday. Monday. Right. I'm a precog now. I'm not even a podcaster anymore. I'm just <laughs> I'm a precog. I'm a precog. I'm just, Welcome yeah. to the Department of Pre Streams. Yeah. Um, we're pre streaming. I heard Steve will make an appearance. Let's hope. Um, hope so so awesome. then that brings us to Monday, Lucas Comp. Tuesday, yeah. Perk Reset. Wednesday, Moose doing crazy shit and then we're back here next thursday for episode next, 14 of the caffeine's next, cast next thursday we may have a secret guest um that we're going to tweet about a bunch once i confirm it but we may yeah, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leak it now it's uh it's perk's other hat 
Perk's no, other hat is the guest. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get another hat for next week. We can do that. All right. Uh, yeah, Des, uh, Moose is starting her full hardcore Destiny uh, playthrough hardcore. where she has to... Destiny black run. Um, where she has to not die. Um, that is it. We are going to host someone. Thank you for watching episode 13 of the Caffeine's Cast. We are entering month four of having a podcast for the clan. Uh, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Go to our Discord, be a part of the conversation, um, and uh, I'll show you pictures of the food that I make, and so will Alex, and then Perk will just rage occasionally. Uh, yep. That is it for us. That's We're going to throw it over to just Iceman. Iceman. Uh, he is... He's playing he's, Among Us. Uh, playing Among Us. Which we're about um, to play. Go give him some love. Iceman is one of our good friends. He's an excellent creator. Uh, he's normally a Destiny streamer. You normally play some Tarkov PvP-centric stuff. Um, so go tell him the caffeine sent you. Say hello. Uh, and we will see you guys on our next stream and on the podcast next week. Caffeine's clan is for the children. Start the raid in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one, Wu Tang. <laughs>